Hello everyone, welcome back to Fountain Pen and Stationery Season 4, Episode 19. I am your host, Frank. And I'm your other host, Collins. Hey, so how are you doing lately? Uh, pretty busy. <laughs> pretty busy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, as we discussed, uh, you, your life has become a much less free time. Yes, much less free time because we. I just started. I ended my paternity leave, and uh, I am headed back at. I'm at back at work, so it's. I've got a lot less free time on my hands now. Takes a while to adjust back to full working schedule too. Yeah, also just trying to figure out what I'm even doing at work. Oh. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So they didn't do. Hey, hey, Collins, welcome back. Your first day. Here's a bunch of shit that we need you to take care of. Oh, that's coming. It just hasn't come yet. <laughs> oh, okay. So right now it's the, uh, the short honeymoon after absence. Yes, yes. Um, and also, you just re- getting reacquainted. Because if you think about not doing something for three months and then doing it again. <laughs> I mean, it's like riding a bicycle. It, it takes maybe a couple of days to, to sure. retrain the muscle memory and relink the neurons. And you should yeah. be okay right afterwards. Yeah. Just saying. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I will say though, um, I was telling a bunch of people at work uh, that taking care of a baby, mm-hmm. I was, you know, I was actually doing okay uh, physically. Yeah, I started sitting at work from my computer again. My back started hurting. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you're not stationary when taking care of a baby, right? So no. yeah, yeah. See, see, if you move around, which is infinitely times better than a sitting office situation. Yeah, but don't you have stand up desk where they longer do I that? I do. There, I do have a stand up desk. The question of whether you have a stand up desk is not whether you have one or not; it's whether you use it or not. <laughs> Well, that's a you problem, I guess. <laughs> it is. There are plenty of people. I'm sure there are plenty of people out there, too, that would agree with me. Um, the purpose of a standing desk for, you know, developers and engineers is not necessarily for you to stand with it. It is solely there to make it easy to adjust to your personal preferred height, and you leave it there forever. Ha. Huh. Mm-hmm. Interesting, because I had a standing setup before, but it was never adjustable. It was just either fully sit down or just fully standing up. Oh yeah, it's because I I paid for like the the mo the uh, electric motor the motorized one. Yeah, yeah, it's beautiful. <laughs> it's perfect, and it's not like I don't have a standing setting set. I just don't use it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not sure it's gonna work on my my uh, work. Not my work. My uh, home computer setup though. Why not? The standing desk can be really big, and they they're pretty strong. I I'm not sure the motor will handle it. Uh, certain companies are better than others. <laughs> because remember, my desk requires at least three feet deep. And uh, Th- you mean from deep. the f- wait? Yeah, from the front, like where you know, if you're to from the front to the back, that's three feet. Yeah. Not wide, deep. Not wide, deep, deep. Your desk is three feet deep. Mine is currently thirty-two inch, but there's no such thing as thirty-two inch desk nowadays. It's only thirty or thirty-six, so I'm gonna have to find a thirty-six inch one. It's a deep desk. What the heck? I don't remember this. <laughs> it is a pretty deep desk. What? Yeah. I have. I have. I have. I have a solution. Yeah. 
you need two stacked. Oh God! I, I remember <laughs> I have this giant ass. What, is, what size is this one? Forty-eight inch TV on my desk. That's my yeah, monitor. I yeah. So I I, know. I, I I need thirty-six inch for uh, viewing distances minimum. You you know you could just mount it on the wall, right? The wall that I use right in front cannot mount anything. Oh, cause yeah, I, I know why. Yeah. Yeah, it has a sliding door inside. It can't mount yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> forgot yeah yeah there's nothing you, to you, anchor to so you can put your monitor on like a rolling cart you know like in the 1990s when I you can i can you'll gain away a lot just when i thought of that i i even almost put a trigger on a tv just a rollable tv tripod like like the ones in the 1990s in elementary school when you had to watch like a TV show, they roll yes. in that giant TV. It's like yes. that, right? Yes, but 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 nicer looking. I think this one just looks like they they this was something made looks like a painting structure thing, just three legs yeah. and uh, support, whatever it is. Um, but I realize it's gonna stick. It's gonna stick up even further back, which further impede my uh, access to the exit of my room so hey, you don't need to leave your room <laughs> well if i don't have to go to work sure yeah uh so yeah 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 so there's that but it's just mm, that and also if i want standing desk my computer need to be on there because the uh if it goes up the usb c cable is not gonna be long enough you could just get a longer usb c cable hmm not with the 4k 120 hertz mm, you're being limited for the the length huh the length and the bandwidth yeah unless mm. i want to go optical i mean there are okay so there are trays i mean you have a i don't have a desktop i don't have like a desktop box anymore right but you do right you have like mm -hmm. a full like gaming full, pc oh yes there are docking stations that like hook into your uh standing desk but that's a ton of weight to put on that i know that's what i'm saying like i'm not sure the motor is <laughs> gonna take it it's gonna get probably I, again maybe you need two <laughs> <laughs> possibly one with all the all, all the peripherals and one actually what i put on my desk One's a literal load-bearing, like, desk, and the other is your actual using desk. Yeah. Well, actually, you know, I, I, I need to add something. On top of the 48-inch TV, there is a 30... I think this is a 38-inch, right? 32-inch. 32-inch ultra-wide next to it. Yeah. Yeah, there, there's two monitors on this desk, so quite a bit of weight. <laughs> Yeah, that's a lot of weight. I mean, I have three monitors on my desk, but they're all like under one's a 24 inch and one's a 28 inch. So they're pretty minuscule these days in terms of monitor sizes. Yeah. 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 So, I think that's also uh, another 28. Yeah. Oh, well, it's okay. I'll, I'll figure something <laughs> out in the future, possibly. Well, like I said, I, I plan to maybe we're working on the best master bedroom and just toss my bed up there so I can have a little bit more space for my uh, office and stuff later on. Yeah, your entire house is just basically be a giant walking office. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can certainly do that. 
Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's continue with the. Uh, well, actually, this is a continuation about yesterday. Well, not yesterday. I'm sorry. Last the episode. The last episode of the podcast is regarding the quality control issues um, made in China manufacturing. Mm-hmm. Um, as I have previously mentioned, I have purchased or pre-ordered slash group funded a specialized keyboard. Yes. Which is, um, the creator is in Europe, made in China, because like I said, Chinese company, manufacturing company is actually one of the top manufacturers for keyboard nowadays. Mm-hmm. Just due to the amount of the sheer amount of a custom keyboard they pump out, yeah. Well, they have the capability of doing something. Doesn't mean they will. And uh, there are some articles that that some people try to point out. That I point to in personal, like they uh, they will try to say that it is not the manufacturer's fault. That a lot of made in China stuff is poor quality. It's just a creator didn't pay for it, <laughs> which is partially true. Like people, people, the like the there are certain tiers that you can do when you do stuff oh, yeah. made in China, right? Like, I believe it. So when the when the initial product is like grade AA material, grade A fitting, grade AA uh, fit the finishes, grade A tolerance. But when when the pricing comes out, the customer will always choose a cheaper option. Right? Yeah, that makes sense. So I mean, like, go for it. No, no, like, I, I I feel like in America, made in China has had a very bad reputation sometimes. Because yes. usually when you think made in China, it's it's it the idea of it is cheaper than something that's like made in Europe or the United States, right? Yeah. The, the concept of it is. Um, but I mean, like the iPhone is made in China. Yeah, it's, it's definitely made in China. So. <laughs> but again, iPhone, uh, Apple has their own in-house manufacturers. Uh, quality yes. assurance there all the time. Yes. So. So, but the concept of it is China does not necessarily mean poor quality. Yes. As long as <laughs> they you just choose give you a... to have it. They give you a list of quality controls and qualities you can choose from. Um, and a lot of the people that makes it there choose the poor ones. But in this case, in my keyboard spying slash manufacturing case, it's not it. Um, this is the other issue with Chinese manufacturing is good enough manufacturing. Um, what happens is that keyboards are already produced. Batch one already out and they were okay. great. Okay. The pre-order, the material cost is already all paid for. Okay. But now on batch two, the manufacturer suddenly complains that, hey, look, this type of manufacturing is taking a little bit longer than we were originally anticipated. Okay, that's fine. So the first month delay. Yeah. The second month of delay. And okay. then third month when the third month when they finally get the sample, the manufacturer skipped like three steps of the manufacturing process. Uh-huh. Okay. So the main, the finished quality of the this type this is a polycarbonate. 
the polycarbonate version of the keyboard, the quality control is just not there. On batch two. On batch two, with the same quality selected as batch one, with the same amount of money paid as batch one. Huh. That's unfortunate. <laughs> it's, yeah. So I the funny thing is I didn't want to polycarbonate it. My version got caught in a crossfire. Because now the Chinese manufacturer is not it's not happy that the the crowdfunder is asking Chinese manufacturer to redo part of it. Hmm. And the uh, because it well it doesn't mean quality control, right? Right. And and um so I mean this is already delayed for three months. I mean my origin is gonna ship May. It is now November. <laughs> oh you May of twenty twenty three it was supposed to ship. Yes. May of twenty twenty three. Yeah, okay. You're way off. <laughs> it's it's four months off target. Uh, five months off target now. Yeah. Um what happens is that the now the minute the Chinese manufacturer uh, the group buyer the guy that started tries to tell the manufacturer to, hey, since the issues with the polycarbonate one, can you just send us the rest that is actually past quality control, like the middle ones, the aluminum and the brass one that actually pass quality controls. Just send us those. We can uh, ship these out to, um, to our other customers and uh, they'll be happy. We will mm -hmm. actually cover the extra shipping. Manufacturers say no. Hmm. We are not shipping this out unless you paid us in full, including the copy polycarbonate one. Oh. <laughs> so this is what you mean by being caught in the crossfire of yes, like this. Yes, yes, yes. So now the uh, now the now everyone is just waiting for the polycarbonate one to finish. Hopefully this time with the manufacturer trying not to skimp on quality finishes. So so. If if I wanted to if I wanted to try to boil down what you've said, the manufacturer uh, realized that manufacturing the polycarbonate was taking longer than expected. So to save their costs, they just decided to cut some corners. Correct. <laughs> they decided Great. to cut corners. Great. <laughs> and when it got caught. <laughs> they do not they do not want to comply with shipping everything else first. So now basically the manufact the group buyer, the the group founder is holding the payment of the middle ones hostage and telling the manufacturer to pick the polycarbonate one in better quality. Okay. Okay. Which is probably like one fourth of what's left. And the, the you know, three quarters are all stuck there with the manufacturer right now, too. Wow. <laughs> this is some shady stuff, Frank. Yes. So, like I said, uh, there's some issues. Uh, there, there, there's two separate issues with the Made in China stuff. And uh, there's always the uh, issue with the back and forth quality controls. There's, the, of course, the seller, the, the customer which is anyone outside of China. It's their own picking on the quality assurance and the quality they wish to use versus China manufacturers on quality control or the lack thereof. Mm. So, uh, 
like I said, so for things that as many in China want to come out as a brand, maybe it's easier for them when they are all local to always be able to go there and negotiate everything in person. I, I felt that these kind of negotiations probably goes a little smoother if you talk about it in person and speak the same language as well. Yeah. Especially if you know someone in the factory is higher up too, <laughs> on a personal level. Um, but yeah, it is what it is. Yeah. Well, hopefully, uh, this can clear up when when they finally finish manufacturing the polycarbonates correctly. Yeah. Hopefully. Well, they say they say the current news is that the polycarbonate is coming out on nicely after the the last mm, quote unquote miscommunication about quality control assurance. See, this is why sometimes when you decide to take a shortcut, you end up going a way longer path. <laughs> and cost way more because they have to remake them now. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, it is what it is. <laughs> so, yeah. so, so that was supposed to be my, my, the birthday gift to myself, and now it is going to be the Christmas gift for myself. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Merry Christmas, Frank. I, I hope I hope your Christmas gift comes and it doesn't become your 2024 birthday present. Oh, God, please no. <laughs> and this is the one keyboard that I look forward to quite a bit. Okay, so hopefully I'll get I, it. Uh, I'd, I'd, be very, I'd be very interested in seeing what your keyboard looks like. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's the simplest thing to talk to to say is it's just a normal keyboard chopped to half. Mm-hmm. At a slant, like a twenty degree slant. Yeah. Uh, but somehow, for some reason, no one really makes it. I don't know why, but no one really makes it. Yeah. All right. Do you wish to talk about your recent acquisition or wanting acquisition? Well, it's not an acquisition. It's not an acquisition yet, but okay. I. Um, okay, let me, let, let's, let's, let's take a different route. Okay. So I want to just go on the record and say that every single one of my expensive hobbies minus maybe watches and cameras is Frank's fault. What? <laughs> yes. Every one of my dabbling hobbies that is at least mildly expensive is your fault. <laughs> oh, really? Okay. Okay. <laughs> I guess I pin it on you. Okay. I pin it on you. <laughs> it's okay. Um, I, I'm. I so I got head. I got into headphones because of you, and mm. then I got my, um, you know, my Sennheisers, uh, the HD XXs, um, yeah. and I've been driving them initially with a solid state amp, and then now it's almost exclusively with my uh, tube amp. Mm-hmm with uh oh shoot what is it called again wait what the sennheiser ones yeah interesting okay yeah they work really well the 6xx's work really really well with my um uh my shit valhalla (laughs) okay sounds amazing um and i i hear people talk about i'm going to talk about audio a little bit the difference between a solid state amp and a tube amp before and I can hear a difference. It is actually very obvious that what the difference is. Mm-hmm. Even though it's stereo audio, it, it's hard for me to describe, but in stereo audio, 
solid state amps sound like it's coming from a small little pinpoint in front of your head. It's like a mm -hmm. pinpoint of sound. And then when I change it to a tube amp, it sounds like it's coming from like a larger space in front of your head. Okay. It, it like increases the 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 listening scope of, of what you're listening here. Open the headspace a little bit, basically. Yes, it opens the headspace. Okay. So, I have just upgraded some of the speakers in my household. Okay. Oh. Which use solid state amps. Are you are are you considering the fact of using? Okay. Let me, let me okay. <laughs> Are you going for a tube preamp or are you crazy enough to go for a full tube amplifier setup? Uh, I have my sights on a tube amplifier. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah. Monoblock or single? Not or monoblock. Not monoblock. Uh, okay. Non monoblock. For anyone um, listening that's signed to audio, monoplug means that uh, you have one dedicated per speaker, aka yeah, per for stereo, you need to have two minimum. Yeah, ridiculous. I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Because uh, tube amps on their own, uh, I mean, f okay, so everything is expensive. If you buy the tube amp that I got for my headphones, that's like 400 bucks. Mm -hmm. And that's, you know, a lot of people, some say it's like, okay. Some people say it's pretty good. I like it a lot. Um, and I think that's like a middle tier price or entry level middle tier price for a tube amp at, for headphones. But everything goes way more expensive for, for speakers. <laughs> <laughs> of course, the, the wattage requires much, much higher. Yeah. And, and it's just, everything's bigger, right? Yeah. So, um, Here's where you talking about Chinese manufacturing and, and buying things from China come into play for me. Okay. Because uh, there are plenty of, uh, I mean, tube amps have been around for years, right? So I've been looking right. at like either U.S. tube amps, uh, which are very expensive. Yeah. Uh, there's one called Deckware, and not not only is the wait list like half a year, um, but it also starts at like a thousand bucks. Okay. Um, there is a uh, a Chinese seller, China Hi-Fi, that sells a bunch of tube amps for pretty good prices. You can enter and buy one for like three hundred bucks. Okay. Two hundred dollars shipping, so five hundred bucks. <laughs> okay. Um, they also sell on Amazon, which has free returns. So I bought mine on Amazon, or I will be buying on my, mine on Amazon. Um, so they have a range of different products, anywhere from $300 up to like $5,000. And so I've set my eye on one of them. It's, uh, if some people know what it's called, it's called the Wilsonton R300 or the R8. I'm in between either one of those. We'll see. Wilsonton. Okay. Oh, it's actually on Amazon too. But yeah. Yeah. They're all on Amazon. Price. Yeah. Yeah, they're higher price, but you get the free return if something gets messed up. And people tell it, people in America, they're like, buy on Amazon because you never know what's going to get messed up with the quality control of these things, right? <laughs> um, and, and some of the ratings on Amazon are like, yeah, I got a lemon. I had to return mine and get a new one. Got it. 
God. Oh, so, yeah, yeah. I'm looking at the... Uh, it's either a five-star or a two-star. Yeah. <laughs> and so I'm trying to figure out what I want to get for a two-amp because I want to sample something first before I want to go potentially deeper and see if I can hear... If I can hear what I hear on headphones and speakers, that would be amazing. But I don't mm -hmm. know if I'll be able to hear it. So I want to try something first. Yeah, speaker is, uh, yeah, it's a little bit less resolving. So maybe. Yeah. It depends. Depends on your setup, really. Depends on your speaker setup and your home environment as well. Mm -hmm. I was going to say my boss bought Macintosh tube speaker, uh, tube amplifier before <laughs> no. he retires. Oh, God. How much was that? Like 12K? <laughs> Well, remember, he's a big boss, so he got some baller money, 12K, yeah. It, was it 12K? It is 12K. Wow, I guessed right. <laughs> wow. It is 12K. He, he, I, he got, <laughs> like, I literally saw a Macintosh box. Like, they just shipped in the normal box itself to the front of our office. I looked at it. Like, oh, oh, my God. Well, shit. I guess I won. Someone got a toy. <laughs> <laughs> If you think Apple Mac is expensive, wait till you see Macintosh audio equipment. Holy crap. <laughs> that one looks good, though. He <laughs> got bet. the uh, Macintosh uh, 1502. It's a remake of a classic amplifier, tube amplifier. Mm. And Word only has on green, it has on green gas glow previously, but I think the newer version is green LED now. Yeah, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whew, wow, that's a lot of tubes. Yes, it runs hot too. It runs <laughs> super hot. <laughs> wow, that's a ton of tubes. That looks amazing, though. That looks it, really it, beautiful. It looks, it, it looks great. You, you it, saw it in person? I saw it in person. He, he, he oh. unboxed it and checked it. I saw it in person. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, now this, of course, if you want to spend a crap ton of money on it. Yeah, geez, no, no, not not me. Depends on which stage your life is, I guess. Fair enough, but we'll he, see. Yeah. He, he is in the retirement age. <laughs> With, uh, actually, now, actually, no. Counter reflect back, he is literally a month away from retirement, so he is buying shit for his retirement. Ah, <laughs> uh, all right. So, with that being said. We are going back to Fountain Topics. Yes. And wow, I just realized why is the website not loading for some reason? The uh, pen world? Yeah, their, their Conet stuff is not loading. Um, uh, yeah, the images don't load, but clicking on yeah. the links work fine. Clicking for on the link works. Okay, but according to one of the uh, Twitter post well i guess it's called x now by <laughs> oh <my> world <laughs> right i mean yeah uh, I, I, I just just take a moment to just laugh a little bit <laughs> and just accept what the world has become it, you know i still get emails now sometimes calling yourself twitter sometimes calling yourself x like i i it's like dude come on make your make up your mind buddy <sighs> okay, but anyway, based on a X, it was uh, it was mentioned that the Conan's new batch should be coming out on October twenty fourth, 
hmm. or ex- because they say they are going to release a new version on October 24th. Ooh. So the expected new batch will probably drop around that time. This is just a speculation. But if anyone is interested in buying a Kona bulk filler, well, you can go ahead and look it up. Or wait for yeah, that time. Uh, the Conid regular black bulk filler does have... It's the only one that says available October 24th okay. at 3 p.m. That's a regular That one specifically, one. yeah. Oh, okay. I don't know if it applies to all of them, though, but at least that one does have a time indicator that's October 24th. Okay, okay. Yeah, 3 p.m. Central Eastern Time? No, Central European Time? What is CEST? Huh. Let's see. Yep, Central, Central European, European Summer Time. Yeah, so okay. that comes out in how many days from now? That is eight days from now. Probably yeah. actually seven days from now, considering European time is a little faster than here. A little bit. Yeah. So, okay, the next one would be a... And this is honestly the first time I saw the website. I visited the website. But regardless, it's a pretty decent sales on them. This is the oh. penventure.com. And they are having their fifth year anniversary sale. Oh, they sell a lot of different uh, brands. Here. A lot of different brands and quite a bit of uh, discount on some of them, actually. I'm surprised to see like Leonardo pens here. Yeah. And they're actually, this is the, uh, the full size one, I believe. 14k pan nib and for $450 euro and this Ooh, is yeah. they call it the uh supernova bohemian twilight it's a brown and green mix looking pretty good uh, actually really nice yeah 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 it actually, actually kind of reminds me of uh rusted patina copper but mm-hmm. maybe just me and of course, it has Visconti pants. What the heck is this Visconti theme? Oh, interesting. Okay. This looks like a Egyptian? It's currently yeah. Uh, Tutankhamen, uh, King yeah. Tut. It's, uh... yeah, okay, King Tut. Okay. Oh, wow. The uh, pancakes itself is a mummy. That's actually pretty cool. I gotta say, that's actually a pretty cool design. If you're if you're into that kind of aesthetic, uh, they really went all out on it. It has the entire uh, Egyptian style drawings on it. Oh my, oh my it god! Has... Is that a clear glass front? <laughs> yes, I think so. So it's like, oh my goodness! <laughs> yes. <laughs> inside the uh... here, okay, inside of the mummy. You know, I almost think that, like, it went so deep, it's kind of cool again. <laughs> well, I mean, that's the beauty of some of these, right? I mean, like, initially you were thinking, hey, maybe not, it's too gaudy. But like, if you really look into some of the designs that they put into it, some of it is pretty intriguing. <laughs> Even though it's not our personal style, I think some of it is still pretty intriguing. Visconti... I respect you. I truly do. You're not for me. 
<laughs> yeah, okay. Um, this one, I think this is a little more too expensive, in my opinion. The uh, Sealer Port Gear King Size for a thousand European. That's that's a thousand euro, that's too high, in my honest opinion. Wait, which one? The uh, professional king gear, professional gear king size. The Christmas, Christmas spice, spice tea? tea. Yes. Oh wow! It's a thousand. I, there's like no discount on this anymore for some reason. I don't know. What's but for some on. reason, on the main site, it says six hundred. <laughs> All what of the, the prices heck? are different from when you look at it to when you click into the page. They're all a little different. Interesting. So I'm not sure what's going on with their sales. Yeah. Oh wow! Actually, yeah, it's more expensive now. What the heck? Maybe the sale ended on the official page, or eh, maybe. Oh, and some of them sold out actually. So like maybe, or maybe they are literally changing the website as we speak, like last time. It's possible. I think that's actually very possible. Yeah. Okay. I guess uh, this is uh. Well, don't hold your breath. You might not get a sale. You might not get the sales, <laughs> but it is available as of right now, as of the time of recording. Yeah. Okay. The next one I will talk about is, I believe this is probably all the overruns that Newton Pan got from the recent pen show. Hmm. He had a very huge drop on the available pens. Oh wow! Everything. Yeah, all ten pages of it. I'm actually very happy that he actually started venturing into different filling mechanisms as well. That's all of his piston fill. I think a few is pumped from what I can tell. So he he got like a different flavor flavor for everyone. What is this ghost pen? That's interesting. His ghost pen. Yeah, see. it's on page two. Page two. Page two. Oh, sorry, page three. I'm sorry. Oh. Which one are you talking about? Oh. Just yeah. scroll down. <laughs> it's, okay, it's very obvious it. which I'm talking about. Oh, he has a... I think he used to be a jeweler, too. So the clip is probably made by him as well. Hmm. Well, he said what it is, right? Matte finish, white acrylic, rhodium plate trim, pen model majestic... Hmm. I wonder if it's glowing in the dark. No, it is not. Yeah, that's a shame. I I I do wish he used a glow in the dark uh material, so that would actually, that would be a lot cooler. <laughs> but I feel uh, like if you yeah, but if you want to call it ghost okay. pen, I would yeah, I would definitely do that. Yeah, there's a ton of different pens on sale. Yeah, a lot of different pens. Most of the color scheme is, is not what I'm looking for at the current stage of my pen collections, but yeah. there is a lot of pens that is really available. There's a few unicorn puke colors if you <laughs> if you want to buy that. And there's actually a few pastel colors that actually looks great. Actually, wow, that actually, that actually looks pretty good. The oval, median... Pascali Pastel Primary Risen on page five on the left side. Oh, yeah, that's nice. Yeah, and the Brooks um, Blue and Red Risen on the right side of page five is also really weird. Yeah, that, I, that, that pastel one I really like. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So that one, I, I think that one's a, 
that one's a winner on the this entire batch to me. All right, so there's that. I don't Newton Pen typically doesn't have a, like in stock sales, so this is probably a good time to score a pen that uh, that you actually like. And bl bl um, plus, as of now, a hundred forty for a custom term pen actually it's not that bad of a deal anymore, considering the it's fact right. that Sailors Platinum they're all raising their price quite a bit recently. Yeah. And uh, to my understanding, there is a rumor going around that Pilot may be increasing the price on their fountain pen too. Ooh. Starting next year. So, yeah. Inflation and tax get on everything. <laughs> yeah, get so basically get them now. <laughs> get them now if you can afford it without going in debt. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, don't take out a loan. Don't don't, don't take out a loan. Well, you can take out a loan if you want to, but uh, don't blame us. <laughs> oh jeez, <laughs> that is. <laughs> no, don't don't do it. Though. Honestly, don't do it. Yes. Okay. All right. Uh, next topic. This is a. What's the best for me to say this? Um, this is my new acquisition of notebooks. It's on sale for only $8.30. Free shipping from Japan. I can't buy I can't buy it on Amazon based on your link. You cannot buy it? No. I think oh, it's sold out. Wait, no. Buy new fifteen sixty two? Yeah, well the sale ended. But it's still fifteen sixty two now. But I got okay. this for eight thirty. Oh, not bad. This is a B5 size 96 sheets. So this thick. That's a lot of paper. Of this much paper for $8.30. <laughs> Does it lay flat? It lays extremely flat. Nice. Yeah, so like this is just no problem laying flat at all. The one I got is the only one for sale at the moment, and that was the grid paper. The paper doesn't seem to be coded, from what I can tell, and uh, they specifically say that it, this is their in-house paper. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't even say what, what notebook this is. This is the Nakabayashi U Sari B5 size plain notebook for fountain pens. And um, this paper does not feel like it is, what's the best way to say it? Actually, if you, if you look around, the line paper is only $12. Just FYI. Okay, back to topic. The paper, mm -hmm. it is not coded. It feels more like the Mitsubishi banknote paper that we have previously before. Yeah. So it's a really tight, fiber-tight paper. Doesn't really feather. At least I I don't see feathering from my normally pretty high-flow pens. And it has bare minimum ghosting. Oh, wow. Yeah, very nice. Yeah. Of course, because of the fact that this is not a coated paper, it doesn't really sheen that well, even though with the now half-evaporated ink I have on some of my pens. Have so, you tried the Platinum Chew uh, Kuro on it? I have not. I currently don't have it inked. I cleaned it oh, out okay. like a week ago, maybe, because it was getting... It was getting too dried in my in my uh, Pikachu pen. <laughs> so, 
so I clean it out a little bit. I have not pulled it back in yet. Mm-hmm. But overall, this paper is really smooth when you write it. It doesn't really feather and, uh, well, it doesn't sheen, right? So that's probably one of the right. big issues with uh, some people. It should pro this one will probably shade, shade well. Quite a bit. Yeah, it shades decently well. And I really can't pick much problem with this notebook at the current price point. Even when it's not on sale, it's 12 bucks for 96 page. And uh, this this thing is like what? Uh, I would say three eighth inch thick. It looks pretty thick on the camera. It is really thick, actually. Yeah, let me see. Do you have a ruler somewhere? I don't. I should probably buy a caliper for this. Mm. <laughs> yeah, maybe like almost a centimeter thick, I would say. Actually, yeah, almost a centimeter thick. I like it. I, I think it's a very good value to buy. And uh, the only issue is the fact that, uh, yeah, I have one for you, by the way, because I bought four. No, oh, well, thank you. <laughs> I just figured it's from Japan. It's, it's eight dollar thirty cents each. I Which, figure. By the way, I still got to give you your crab. I just haven't seen you in ages. <laughs> yeah, for a couple of months now. Yeah. Um. The only issue is the Japan seller shipped this. It's free shipping, right? But he shipped it in paper amazon packing bag oh what no no yeah yeah so by the time that he arrived from japan to usa the exterior bag actually ripped oh geez and the corner of this one is uh slightly bent i depend it back so it's not really flat right here eh, it's not that bad yeah it's not too, well this is after me bending it back <laughs> <laughs> But it's okay. This one's my personal one. You, you you'll get a, a much better condition once. Oh, you don't. Yeah, thank yeah. you. But thank you. I just ordered a bunch of uh, Nemesine notebooks because uh, I I need more. No, oh, yeah, I just um, got but... more today too. I got a B six and the A six version too. Yeah, Actually, is my... it A six? Let me see. I got a bunch of B six ones. This is a B six and B five. Jeez, that B5 is huge. The B5 is pretty big. <laughs> Jeez, that thing is huge. Yeah, I was looking at... um, uh, Maybe I was potentially going to try the Nakabayashi A5, but I'll try the A... The B... Which one? Which one's the one you got? I'll try this that one first. Like this is also B5. Yeah. Yeah. I'll try that first. It actually writes really well, so... Okay, so uh, let me know after you give it a try to see how you like it. It really reminds yeah. me of the Mitsubishi Bengto paper. So. Mm. Well, lastly, I guess... Uh, oh, yeah, let's go to this one. I find a pretty good blog on celluloids. It's not from... Fountain pens websites, but a knife website. Ah, hobbies collide. The funny thing is, I realized, like, in terms of material upkeep and material properties, I find a lot of the more, the, the more technical aspect of materials from the knife form more readily accessible than fountain pens. 
Huh, I wonder why. I'm not sure, but uh, maybe just a bigger audience, so the more people that is actually in the uh, the manufacturing industry that's related to the stuff can chime in. Hmm. Because it's not well. I mean, like knife, like you, you do it for like kitchen knives, like Victoria knife, knife, like utility knives a lot, right? And celluloids, what basically used to be the quote unquote plastic of the nineteen tens and nineteen twenties. So a lot of the older knives were using it, right? As well, compared to the fountain pens, and what you realize is the fact that fountain pen is. Using celluloids for fountain pen is is not a very good pair because <laughs> moisture accelerates the breaking down of celluloids. I, I'm skimming. I, I'm skimming the the article that you posted very quickly, uh-huh. <clears throat> and I get to this one section that says, uh, "Do you want to preserve your?" parentheses celluloid here are the recommendations from from the professionals bullet one stop handling it yes stop touching it (laughs) it's like oh okay (laughs) yeah that would be kind of hard even for a knife but especially for a pen basically what the guy is saying that celluloids is unstable celluloid itself is a very unstable material and it is degrading the instant that it is mani- it's finished manufactured. Okay? So, mm-hmm. like, when back then, when they make this stuff, most manufacturers do not intend for cellular material to be a long-lasting material because most knives only last three to five years, and most, like, pans and stuff... They weren't meant to be kept for a lifetime. Yeah, okay. In the original applications. We as hobbyists kept them much longer. <laughs> right? That's not what they're meant to be. Yeah. So the uh, what was originally considered not be the issue of celluloids has become an issue nowadays. And uh, for celluloids, once it starts breaking down, it kind of when you start off gassing, it will start a it will first of all it will eat into your middle stuff. Metal. Yeah, it will eat into your middle. You'll rust all your uh, steels and the, your middles because it's acid. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, once it start breaking down, it, there there's no reversible and no <laughs> no way to stop it. That's great. Yeah, the only way to preserve it a little bit longer. Is to put it in a near freezing frozen temperature with no humidity and don't ever touch it. Okay, okay, let's 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 go down the bullet points, right? Number one, stop handling it, stop touching it. Uh number two, store in an air dry 20 to 30 relative humidity. Yes, and three in, in, what, in, in the West Coast right here is what 40% average? Yeah. So and, it has to be a dry <laughs> box. Three, chill it. Store at two to five degrees Fahrenheit. Four, don't look at it. Yes. <laughs> Store it behind plexiglass. You you have three. Maximum permissible illumination. 
50 lux visible light and no more than 75 microwave of UVs. Okay, to, to give some people a, a idea, 50 lux is not that much, man. <laughs> uh, number five, let it breathe. Exchange the air in storage container with filtered and air-conditioned air in sufficient volume to remove all gaseous decomposition products from th that f form. Yes, because the decomposed gas will help decomposing the rest. Yeah, uh, I've said this in previous podcasts, and every single time I hear more information about celluloids, I get increasingly more, yeah, I'm never getting one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, read the last one. Be aloof. Use cases and services which are acid-resistant and don't corrode. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Do not store with other nitrocellulose products, textiles, metals, or other objects that can be affected by acid. Okay. It is suggested you use an activated carbon cloth and change as required. Of course, this means monitoring for everything imaginable. There are chemical and electronic sensors that measure O2, O3, temperature, moisture, acid, vapor, organic, and inorganic, as well as quantifying nitrogen oxides, which are measures of breakdown rates. Okay, just FYI, that is a, that 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 is suggestion from professional knife preserver, right? Like if if that is yeah. assuming you have an extremely rare vintage knife, and I think in this case, fountain pen applies too. If you have something extremely rare vintage that you want to preserve in the museum at all cost, but yeah, yes, that, okay. that's a general that's a general preservation guideline for celluloids. I, I, I don't think. I don't think art preservation has as much stipulations for keeping it okay. Um, there's some, but uh, I, no, I would not... say it's about the same quality, the same level. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, if you if you buy a new cellular product, right, in today's age, which is extremely difficult and rare, I think mm -hmm. only a few companies still does it. You can probably get away with it for only for maybe like a decade or two. It's no issue until you like accidentally lose the pen or uh, or let's be completely honest. Uh, we we kick the bucket and the, our uh, our kid accidentally threw it away or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Um, but if you want to buy a vintage hmm. celluloid pen, that's when you're probably gonna run into issues with the celluloid right. off gassing because <clears throat> it's already on its way out. Yes, and when, once it's, it's, it's kind of like cancer, the, the instant you have a little bit of it, it accelerates exponentially on the uh, breaking down period. You know what I just, uh, this is not, uh, what I'm going to say has nothing to do with celluloids, but you know what you just reminded me of? What? I have a Noodler's Ahab somewhere in my house, um, <laughs> and it is a biodegradable pen. It off gases all... too. It does off gas. Um, and I don't know how safe that is. Maybe I should just toss it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you already buried it outside. No, I haven't done that yet. Maybe oh. I should. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's it. right. You just reminded me. Yes, that is what I wanted to do. I wanted to see how actually biodegradable this pen was. Yes. But I haven't buried it. No. Okay. Um, I will find it and I will bury it this week. <laughs> Probably a good idea. <laughs> All right. 
So, um, with that being said, I guess uh, I can talk about uh, my EDC slash purchases I am looking forward to, or I may be looking forward to make myself as well because the uh, seller is not responding to my uh, purchase. I am looking into an even more minimalist wallet to what I have right now. Uh, okay. Because, I, you know, mine's my, my already a car holder, like a Ford car holder, right? Like two cars in the center and the one car on the side, one on the other side. Yeah. The issue is that the material, the thread itself, when is, I need to cinch the thread once every while. Because okay. the thread kind of, kind of uh, gets loose. But when I cinch it, somehow, some reason, the threading itself well cut into some of my pocket of my pants. Ooh, ooh, okay. I don't know what's going on. It just either cuts into it or it just uh, peel it up. So that's not good. So I'm looking into, and I, I, I mean, I figure I might as well look for a new wallet because I only carry three cards with me now. Hmm. I, I really don't carry cash anymore. It's just $20 bill on me all the time. Yeah, only same. Three cards. So I'm looking into something extremely minimalistic, extremely lightweight, while not looking like a used piece of paper which <laughs> yes I'm, i i know there are paper wallets no 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 i i i think i we've talked about this before i've used those paper wallets and i do not like them they do not look good after maybe like a week yeah and uh i don't think changing it out once every week is too good for the environment either even if it's made of paper yeah no um <laughs> have i have i shared with you my new wallet no, I don't think you have. Okay, so this is probably not what you're looking for, but maybe. You never know, right? I'll okay. put it I'll put it there. So I'm kind of with you. I ha I carry very little. I carry a couple more cards than you do. Um, but I generally kind of keep my wallet very thin, very minimal. <clears throat> and I had a wallet that I was very that I really liked. But the company that manufactured that wallet doesn't make it anymore, and I can't find it. Oh, okay. Um, and I started getting a new problem, or an old problem that just kind of kept appearing. Okay. My wallet was too thin, and sometimes it will fall out of my pocket. <laughs> it's either too thin, too slim, whatever. I'm sitting down, and it just slips out of my wallet. Sometimes it's at work at my work chair one time it happened at the parking lot and there was a very nice person who was able to give my wallet back with nothing taken from it thank you so much um i i, I think maybe you also need to consider pants with deeper wallets deeper pockets yeah, i mean pockets. maybe but no <laughs> no that's okay so my solution is i need a pocket with a lanyard what and so this is the wallet that I went up to. It's a thin wallet. It's basically just a zipper wallet with this little tie that I just tie to my belt loop and I just stuff it into my, into my jeans. I never why drop I, my wallet. Why I, I feel you're back in style. You're going back in style into our uh, teams. I understand that this style would not be my first choice. 
Yes. I don't think it's a very attractive wallet in the slightest. It is pretty darn ugly. You know, Collins, I think the Collins before having a kid would never use this, but Collins after a kid doesn't give a shit anymore. I got this before I had a kid. Oh, shoot. Okay, I guess not. <laughs> I'm, I'm not saying it's an attractive wallet. It's a pretty darn fugly wallet, but it's it thin. Works. And it means that I'll never drop my wallet again. And I don't have to pay for like a battery for a um for one of those like Bluetooth tags if I drop my wallet. It's like no. It's the wallet's just attached to me and that's it. Okay. Okay. Let me I'm... show you what I have in mind. Give me a second if I can find it. Mm-hmm. Oh, and by the way, the wallet that I bought also has an RFID blocking. Thing, I think so. I think RFID blocking is a little bit overrated. I know. It's just a thing that it has. Yeah. It's not an actual fear. It's just something else that it comes with. Yeah, I know. Everything wants sells it, but like the, the real the real chance of having being skimmed or skinned with that thing is pretty low. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, and in no circumstance will I ever fearing someone to RFID scammy. Yeah. Oh, here it is. That's the wallet. Ah, Etsy. It's always Etsy. If you can't find a mass manufacturer, ooh, see? That's nice. <laughs> it is extremely simplistic. It is literally a piece of uh what's the material called? A uh Dynema? 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 Composite fabric and the, it is folded together, kind of like uh, like a triangle fold, and you can. It's kind of like an origami inside. wallet. Yes, I like it, but I actually this is actually probably too minimal for me. I actually think I need more stuff to put in my wallet. You need more cards in the material area, right? Like this one shows yeah. maximum four cards. Yeah, I that's very. I only you three, only need so four. I only need three. That's pretty good. Yes. My other fear is that things might fall out. Some people complain that uh, he cannot fit more than two cards in, so I think I'll be okay. <laughs> oh, no. But, but I'm just like, are you, I'd be afraid of either losing it, slipping out, or like just things coming out. That, I think that'd be my fear. Worst comes to worst, you add a tiny middle plate behind it because this is so small. I have a MagSafe wallet, so the, the little tiny piece of metal plus a plus a, a MagSafe uh, cell phone case will just keep the uh, wallet next to the cell phone at all times without slipping mm. out. Maybe. I would have liked this person to have... Because it looks like an envelope. Yes. They should have just made an optional envelope cover. And I would like it a lot. I think it would be better. But that would make it thicker. Not that much thicker, though, right? It's, like it's it just not has that to much. fold yeah. over. It yeah. just has to fold over. That's it. You can probably request this maybe like half a year ago, a year ago, when her health is okay. But uh, yeah, the the latest sales on her website is due to her her deteriorating health in the so she's having a big sale on all her stuff on the on the shop i talked oh, to her that's unfortunate. a couple years ago regards to a sling that i kind of want to make i pull out last second 
decided mm-hmm. to do it. But uh, yeah, she's she's pretty nice in communication uh, in terms of modifying stuff. But that's assuming she's still making stuff. Hmm. Everything on her site right now, I think, is just left over older stock as well. Interesting. Uh, I didn't understand what Dyneema. Oh, I guess it's a little different. Mm-hmm. I if you look at what Dyneema, the material looks like, it looks very different than what I expected, based on what this wallet looks like. <laughs> it looks a lot more plasticky on the other materials. Yeah, yeah. So whatever she's using, it looks like a higher quality material. So yeah, she certainly choose like. The stuff that she uses and the way that she, the way that she finishes her bags and stuff are very much high quality, higher quality uh, craftsmanship. Like she mm-hmm. actually tapes and glue and heat treated the edge of her um, bags and uh, pouches and stuff. So there very is cool. minimum amount of um, sewing threads I can see mm. and the minimum amount of uh, sharp edges you're going to find. Mm. but like i said unfortunately she's no longer really active making stuff anymore um mm-hmm. this wallet is quote-unquote 1.8 gram <laughs> so it is as minimalistic and as light as possible yeah <laughs> but hopefully your ship and uh, i'll let you know how it goes i bought two just in case Oh. Yeah, I bought two just Trust in case me. I weren't down one of them. Trust me. Remember how I said I had my perfect wallet? Uh-huh. I had two. I had two. Now they're bad. <laughs> <laughs> they've, they've worn out. You want both of them, huh? Uh, yeah. I, I, I'm so sad. I, I have a third option, but it is a little bit more complicated than I thought, so it was not in my consideration yet. Hmm. And if if all of this fell through, I'll let you know for the third option. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I think that concludes our podcast for the day. And uh, you can find us at uh, foundapenandstationery.com. Our email is foundapenandstationery at gmail.com. And our, wait, is it Twitter? No, it's not Twitter. Instagram. No, Instagram, uh, <laughs> fountain pen and stationary underscores instead of spaces. Do we even have a Twitter? I don't think so, right? No, 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 no. Gosh, no. I mean, Twitter <laughs> doesn't even have Twitter anymore. Oh, it's X now. Right, 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 right. You have an X. <laughs> um, it's all conversations around Twitter. It's like, oh, right. It's called X now. Oh, God. <laughs> that's... <laughs> It's every conversation that revolves around I think around that's it. Elon Musk's long-term, long-life goal to name some, one of his company X, if I recall I know. It's, uh, it's so lame. Uh, it's, it's, I, I was going to say it's his money, but technically it's not even his money. It's his investor's kind, but it's all right. Um, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> all right. I'll talk to you next time, Collins. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye.